Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, episode 84? Yeah. Episode 84, I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Matt, why do we do so many of these we, fucking things? We've done so many, we've done so many hours, so many hours. It's nonsense. Yeah, but this is not a Star Trek week, so it won't be, you know, it has to run and hide, it's not a three and a half hour joint. That's right, anything. we're, we're going to get in and out on this one. Yeah. Because uh, it's mailbag, it's a mailbag week, and those are uh, that's when we get to commune with our audience and really to sit back and just like think about what we can do to make the show better, which I which I like, and um and just get to just get to know everybody. All right, you want to do our one piece of mail? <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it's I imagine it's not much more than that. Yeah, it's actually two. They are both from you, by oh, the way. Oh god damn it. Hey, uh Ryan, what's what's going on? Yeah, get it together, buddy. Send some mail, please. This is getting hard. All hanging out in your cabin in the mountains, getting snowed on this weekend. That sounds nice. Yeah, it probably was pretty nice, huh? Sounds like it was nicer than he deserves. Yeah. Hey Ben, yeah. you could you could send a fucking e- email. You think your participation ends with the Star Trek project? And, um, hey to my wife. I want some fucking emails. All right. Mailbag! By brother date. Yeah. Anyway, um, on March 19th, um, which I think, was that also when we last released an episode? We did one yeah. last week, right? Around there. You uh, tweeted at Brother Date, oh, um, hey, what is this? And uh, th- what this is, is a link to the Richard Marks video, Take This Heart. Which, as we were talking about off air, we do not really understand why it is called that. Yeah, it does not seem to be a part of the chorus of the song or the verses, as far as I could tell. But this is a wild ass video. Yeah, so we had a weird thing going on where you had um, you had a dream about Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, and oh, I, I guess we should start there. <laughs> and the day the day before you had that dream, I independently had been looking at some old Beavis and Butthead uh, clips of them reviewing music videos. And yeah. when I was doing that, I got sucked down a rabbit hole to this video, and I saw Dennis Eckersley in it. Yeah, so here is this video, and uh, let me just do a quick wiki lookup to see when this song was released. Okay. Um, because I mean, this thing is just buck wild. So, uh, the Cubs are playing the A's. So, and this is before interleague play. 
That's right. So that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's okay. Well, they tell us it's game seven of the World Series. Which, then again, you just go, wait a minute, what? What? Cubs? The Cubs, Cubs weren't in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, they didn't make any of those World Series in that era. Yeah. Uh, this was a single released in June of 1992, by the way. Okay, so it was <clears throat> right after the A's had, um, you know, they'd been to the World Series three times in a row, 88 to 90, and they had kind of an off year in 91, but they were good again in 92. Right. So, you know, not inconceivable that the A's could have been in that year's World Series. They mm-hmm. were not, but it's not it's not inconceivable. The Cubs being in the World Series, a little bit of a wild shot there, huh? Yeah, but so. I guess he's a Cubs fan? Is that what we're supposed to be doing here? Yes. Okay. He is uh, born in Chicago, noted Cubs fan, says the Wikipedia page for this dumb video. What does it say about him and Asia? Because they really love him there. Uh, that's Maybe a good that's question. Let me bring up his Wikipedia page separately. <laughs> Maybe we could do it another time. <laughs> so, uh, here comes Richard Marks to bat. It's the uh, bottom of the ninth. Uh, two outs. And he's coming in to pinch hit. And Obviously. who's pitching? Dennis Eckersley, you know, the all-time greatest closer yeah. of yeah. baseball. Right. And uh, childhood hero, you know. That's right. From his uh, his Yanni-like appearance. Yes. To, uh, again, all those A's, those good A's. Is his A's. head too small for his body? It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Does it make him appear that he is 80% hair? Yes, it does. Yeah. However, I mean, he's who you want. Bottom of the ninth, game seven of the World Series. Yeah, okay, but he didn't know he would have to face Richard Marks. But here comes old Richard Marks, who does not look comfortable in a baseball uniform. <laughs> Doesn't also, look good. It's not a good look on him. Also, did you say that he's pinch hitting? He is pinch hitting. So even in his fantasy, he's not actually good enough to be like... He's not a starter, start but that's who you want. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, a game seven World Series, Dennis Eckersley on the mound. Yeah, Richard Marks. Also, uh, he's hitting right-handed. Right. So... That seems like a weird choice to pitch hit against Dennis Eckersley. Oh, clearly he was not, the manager was not playing the uh, lefty-righty sports. He wasn't playing the percentages. Should have been Homer Simpson. That's right, exactly. That's what, that's what Mr. Burns learned. Right. Uh, comes on in there, takes, uh, takes two strikes while this song plays out. Uh, most of the song, most of the footage of the song is his dumb band uh, playing at the Oakland Coliseum. I will point out that the Cubs are the home team in this video. Yeah, it did not make any sense at all. I so that's that. wrong. Uh, and this is the Coliseum before all the uh, uh, yeah, renovations. It's before Mount Davis. It's not the so Coliseum as we all remember. I didn't even immediately recognize it. I was just yeah. like, wait, what's Dennis Eckersley doing here? And I looked up the video and it was like, oh, it was all filmed in the Coliseum. <laughs> right. Couldn't couldn't film this one at Wrigley, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess they say both teams are wearing their home uniforms, but the Cubs shouldn't be batting in the bottom of the ninth if it's at the Coliseum. Anyway, right. yeah. unless says, "Oh, okay, here's what happened." Remember in the uh, the, the Bay Bridge series, the earthquake yes, happened right. and they couldn't play the games at Candlestick. Maybe there was an earthquake. Right. There in was a Chicago. big earthquake in Chicago, or what's a Chicago natural disaster? Too much mm. sausage? Yeah, there was a sausage. Um, what's the opposite of a shortage? Oh, I assume it's like when that molasses tank burst in Boston and molasses oh, yeah. flooded the streets and killed a whole bunch of people. Because it turns out that even sweet, sticky molasses will flow pretty fast when there's thousands of gallons of it coming. Yeah, so maybe it was like that. Anyway, I'd be a huge, I'm going to say sausage silo. They call it a sausage bomb is probably what they call it. Maybe a sausage bomb. Mm-hmm. Big ass sausage bomb blew up 
and it, it did some minor structural damage. Anyway, yeah. they can't play. So Game 7 should be in Chicago, but it's going to be in Oakland. Right. But Chicago's the home team. Right. And also, the A's probably get to start Dave Stewart again. That's right. Because of the delay. Because of the 10-day delay. So it's, I mean, it's going to work out pretty good for them. Yeah. Um, except, here comes old Richard Marks. Takes two strikes. That takes most of the song. Hey, what's he looking for? What's his deal? What, oh, he two, wants those, it. those two pitches weren't pretty enough? Uh, no, he takes fat cuts at him. Oh, oh so he didn't take strikes. He, he, no, he, yeah. Okay, he swings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Hassey or whoever, because mm-hmm. I don't think it was Terry Steinbach. Right. Somebody with, um, kind of a unibrow. <laughs> I don't know if Hassey had a unibrow. I don't know. Uh, Signals for a slider. Wants a slider. Oh, boy. Back waves him off. Shakes him off. He wants the fastball. Here comes this fastball. Home run. Yeah. That Ricky Henderson, Jose Canseco are real bummed out about this home run. Yep. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Richard Marks is backstage before a concert, and someone wakes him up because it was all a dream. Oh, that's negative points, dude. He's going to lose now, points on the execution of this episode. I knew that this could not that this could not be presented as reality. <laughs> that it would have to be a dream sequence of some kind. Right. And I was still livid the entire time. <laughs> How dare they do this to Dennis Eckersley? I know. Make him Is give he, up the, a homer. Did the five grand that he made for his likeness to be in this, <laughs> half of which went to the fucking MLBPA? <laughs> right. Like... Yeah, they didn't tell. They probably didn't even tell him either. They probably just said, "Now go up there and like throw some pitches." And then he's got to watch this guy, Kirk him. Gibson, him, <laughs> Richard right. Marks. Yeah, you know, actually, the Kirk Gibson thing was sort of fresh. I was eighty-eight. Like, yeah, um, right, it was like four, you know, three and a half years before they filmed this thing. But Jesus, maybe they should have got somebody who didn't have a reputation for giving up World Series home runs. Yeah, I mean, you know, <sighs> just he wrote. Thing. He wrote right here, waiting. Oh. So, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had uh, no idea that this video existed at all, and I was baffled. Just baffled that no one had ever told me about this, and I had never seen it anywhere. Because that... Because that was my closer. Uh, And so, we talked a little bit about the weirdness of how I discovered it, and I don't know why we were both doing Beavis and Butthead things. Yeah, I straight up had a dream. So, it was like at 5.45 in the morning. One of these dreams that you have right before your alarm goes off. So, you actually remember it? Where they're just like, yeah, so you remember it. And also, they're just like extra crazy. Yeah. I was in my current bedroom, in bed. Uh, Beavis and Butthead were there, and we were all doing cocaine. <laughs> now, I want to be clear about this. I've never done cocaine. But you you dreamed it up a little bit. Yes. Uh, then, Butthead... Um, uh, like went to a menu dropdown in the universe, right? He just clicked, clicked and it down. selected a file that was his musings on the nature of time, <laughs> which was a text file. <laughs> now I don't remember if I even read it, but right. I do know that I immediately wanted to know what Beavis thought about time. Also, now when he clicked it, did it appear in the universe? Did it just pop pop up? I mean, it was just like a file dropdown. It it didn't have physical presence. My dreams. My dreams are not like a dream sequence in Star Trek. Of where the they don't the, make sense. They're not in the real world, and real world rules don't apply. And you didn't make out with T Pole in it. That did not happen. Okay, she wasn't even there. Okay. I wasn't burying my dog in the rain or anything. 
Did she fall on you, but her boobs landed on your face? Oh, wait, no, that wasn't a dream. No, my face at all. Uh, now, next to the bed, there was um, essentially an air conditioner, but it had the analog switches of the early Atari 2600. You know the wood mm, panel one? Yeah. The one and that I, I was could certain. not play Tomcat, the Tomcat simulator on at all. I was, that was garbage at. I was certain that if I could flip the switches in the right sequence, I could figure out how to get Beavis's thoughts on the nature of time. Mm-hmm. Even though you probably should have tried to go to the drop down, but yep. At this point, their manager came in. Okay. Or their agent, maybe. Probably their manager. And he told me that I was going to get a part of their big invention. Oh, boy. That I was going to have a little share in the ownership of their big invention. And because it was invented in my house, it was going to be a little extra big share. Oh, man. Anyway, then I woke up and we had to talk about it. Oh, so you never found out what it was they invented. Nope. Well, that's too bad. But it was invented it was in your space house. space time machine, probably. So you said this was in your bedroom, in your, like, your real life. Bedroom. That's right, in my current okay. bedroom. That's cool. I had a lot of dreams last week where I had like um, uh, college anxiety, where mm-hmm. I, uh, kept, I wasn't sure if I was going to the right class. And I'd get there and they'd look at me like maybe they didn't know if I was in the right class. And like, I had like three of those dreams in one night. And they yeah. took place in classrooms that I've never seen. That's why I was asking if it was your real life bedroom. Oh yeah, I uh, I definitely uh, still have dreams that are like that, and a lot of my dreams take place in past locations where I've lived. Yeah, not in my current bedroom. And then for some reason, you dreamed that the night, I guess the night or the morning after I uh, I was sitting there going through all those B and Bs, and I did not tell you about any of those B and Bs, so that was a weird, weird brother date, Bro- brother brain, brother brains. Butterbean. Butterbeans. It was Butterbeans is what it was. I'm going to say that this Richard Marks Wikipedia article does not really explain why he's so popular in East Asia. However, there is a little... There is a little bit of a blurb here at the bottom of his personal life page where it says, On 21st December 2016, Hmm. it was reported that Marx had helped Korean air flight attendants pacify an unruly, possibly intoxicated passenger. While he and his wife... They don't say this. His wife's Daisy Fuentes. They do not say that! (laughs) ...were aboard a flight bound from Hanoi to Seoul. Wow. Even providing photographic evidence of the incident. So, we know he was doing some extensive Asian traveling and that he solidified his excellent reputation... That's right. By stopping an unruly passenger. But no, they did not say he was married to Daisy Fuentes, and I don't believe I knew that. It says it earlier in the in the article. Well, Daisy it Fuentes says it somewhere else in the article. Old school MTV fame. Let's yeah, the very that. same. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, because I remember a long time ago, early aughts, we were watching some Asian, Asian music awards thing just because uh, Andy Lau was dancing with robots or something. Oh, yeah, it was like a New Year's thing, right? Yeah, one of them New Year's one of the New Year's deals that they do and there in were, February there were or March. CG robots on stage with Andy Lau. With Andy Lau dancing around. So I was like, I'm in. We were going to watch that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in all night. I don't care what else comes after that because I'll remember that. And then at one point, they just like, I guess they gave him an award or something because they came up and they were like, oh, Richard Marks. And hold on, I can do it better. Uh, uh, Richard Marks? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you do it like Newt Gunray. <laughs> And then he came up, and everyone just seemed so over the moon. 
Like, what a get. We got Richard well, Marks. Well, I think we both said, wait, what? Yeah, we were con- very Richard confused. Richard Marks? I thought I had clearly misheard that and that it was something else. But, oh, that he just walked up there and he was accepting something and everyone was just... And the looks on the people, the, the faces of the people on stage were priceless. Everyone was so happy. It was the happiest they'd ever been to see Richard Marks. Yeah, if you Google it up on YouTube, by the way, there's a fairly recent Korean music show where it's like two hours of all the hottest k-pop artists doing richard mark songs while <laughs> richard marks is in the audience watching this is so baffling i really can't figure it out because like don't nobody give a shit about richard marks I think he's got to be the least famous famous person in america yeah like uh, it, it always takes me like 20 minutes to remember richard marks songs like you know who people care about more than richard marks rockwell that's right they do he was more interesting in his one brief appearance he was more interesting than Richard Marks. At least he put on a fake British accent. He did. He did. Why don't you cue that up? Because that's that's always a good that's a good palate cleanser. I've always found. Uh, well, it's a delightful song. <sighs> well, isn't that the one where Jacko sang back up but didn't want credit for obvious reasons? Yep, He's it's like... that one and Sonic the Hedgehog three, <laughs> which he composed a lot of but did not want credit for. Was he a Sonic fan? I assume they thought this is going to be a big fucking get. And then he went, "Please don't tell anyone that I did this, please." He's like, "Here's here's the thing about this. I'm Michael Jackson." Like it turned into a form of extortion, where then they were I... like, "Finish the soundtrack, or we'll tell everyone you're doing it." I can't be known for Green Hill Zone number two. Right. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Ain't nobody watching you rock well. And they're fine anyway. Do it. Oh, I thought he was just gonna jump right in. It should really should have started. We've had enough intro. He's just an average man with an average life, etc. We should make a list of songs with the most frustrating long intros. Not good at anything. <laughs> That's just he's bad. He's at, very good at being Barry Gordy's son. He's yeah. He's bad at everything except for except for being related. Nepotism. Being related yeah. to a guy. <clears throat> God, that was so yeah. bad. Yeah, but we should we should do a project where the list is just we each provide a list of songs with the most frustrating false start intros. Yeah. We're just like, oh, songs gonna start. Oh. All right. Are we gonna go another? Are we gonna go another goddamn round? Okay, we're gonna do another one here, and we're ready. Oh, oh, all right, okay. Kind of like um, when Chappelle can't can't get his headphone working. That's right. <laughs> and then when they drop Rock the beat, well. it confuses him. Uh, I had. A yeah, dream. why were you watching Beavis and Butthead though? Uh, someone brought it up on a podcast. I don't know if it's some kind of anniversary or something. Was, uh, somebody brought up Beavis and Butthead for some reason on a podcast, and I was like, "Oh man, can you even like see the? Can you see those anymore? Or can you like? I really wanted to, I wanted to see like the music video reviews they, that they did. They, they did another round of them like ten years ago, right? I don't know. I I, I didn't even remember anything that they had done, so I went I in think, and I. I think this will only make sense to you among people who listen to this, but Howard Kramer wrote on that reboot. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even know what happened. I had no memory of that. 
H. Michael Cray. You may know him as H. Michael Cray. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just going through, and most of them were for videos that I did not remember at all, which is less fun. I like to see the ones that I remember and then get Beavis and Buttheads. Uh, yeah, the eighth season was in 2011. Whoa, yeah, no, I didn't remember that. That's like how Red Dwarf's on, like, season 13 or something. It's like, when did those come back, and why did they come back? Right. Um, I had a dream that it ended up it was at Pearl Harbor. Oh, yeah. You want to go over that one? There's not much to it. Uh, Marjan and I were at a conference for some reason together, and she had to use the bathroom, but the ladies' room was full, so she had to use the men's room, but the toilet in the men's room, like, the door had been ripped off the stall. So I was running interference, like, standing in front of the stall while dudes were, like, trying to go to the urinal while she was going to the bathroom. Anyway, we walked outside of uh, after she had concluded her business, and uh, I saw some planes flying overhead. And uh, I eventually figured out that they had the those nice um, red spots on the wings, and that they were Japanese, and I knew instantly that I was at Pearl Harbor. On the day yeah. of Pearl Harbor, it was December 7th, 1941. And Today sh- is Pearl Harbor and I'm at Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and sure enough, they flew right over to the fucking harbor and started bombing the shit out of stuff. And I went, oh, yeah, this is bad news. And then I woke up. But uh, always a good punchline when you're in your dream when uh, it turns out it was Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's uh, this never happened to me. Oh, okay. Well, Nuclear bombs have destroyed that apartment on Wilton Drive in Campbell several times, though. It's weird that you have nuclear anxiety. Nuclear. Yeah, I guess that's just the difference in our ages. <laughs> you still grew up with the Red Menace? Yeah, that's basically mm-hmm. it, right? I guess. Then why do I fear the Japanese so much? Uh, it's because of that stuff you learned about um, Mary, who's always smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah, Mary, Mary some. Yeah. When you took college Japanese. Mary, uh, well, you know, it was college, and... She was away from her parents, and Mary got up to some stuff. <laughs> that's all. It's a ca- real cautionary tale. I mean, that's what happens. Like, right? You, go, you get away, you get away from home, and you get a little bit crazy. And Mary-san was no different. No different. Also, I'm pretty sure I've seen Mary's underpants. What? Well, there's fan service in your textbook? <laughs> doesn't that sound like the kind of thing that would happen in a Japanese textbook? I mean, it kind of does. There would just be a, a one drawing that was from too low an angle to purposely show a little bit of underpants. And you'd go, Man. well, why is that necessary? Man. I feel like that's In a textbook happened. made to teach people Japanese. Yes, I feel like that probably happened. Just so they'd get comfortable with the idea of... I mean, eventually all the way to no pound shabu shabu. Right. That's where you cook meat. Yeah, dude. Like, like, on a grill, um, but the waitresses don't wear panties. <laughs> uh, was there more mail? I think we just went off on crazy tangents. Was there another mail? Uh, shit. Let me see. Did you write another mail? Uh, yeah, I... you, uh, you sent in, yesterday you sent in an article about how catcher defense affects catcher offense. Oh, uh, yeah. I assume you just meant me to read that, but... I did, but this podcast just for you and me, so. That's a good point. Um, you want to do a summary? Because I did not finish it. Okay. So I didn't know if whether you were ever uh, perused the Fangraphs website. No, I don't think I'm aware of that website. Okay. Well, Fangraphs I is do like, like graphs. It's like the nerd nerdy side of sports. 
and basically every single blog post and article or whatever is just some kind of statistical analysis that somebody had it in their head they should probably go do, even though no one asked for it. Okay. And this was a study of, like, a few different questions that they had about catchers. And, like, one of them was when they're playing, when their defense is worse, does it affect their hitting? And so they had to go through and, like, uh, pour over the numbers and try to figure that out. There was a question about um, do catchers get more um, leniency when they're hitters in terms of called strikes and balls? Um, because they get to hang out with the umpire all game, and it turned out the answer, although it was a small difference, was a significant difference. That catchers do actually get more lenience, <laughs> more leniency in terms of like what is a ball and what is a strike. How is that determined? I mean, is that based on it's based pitch on tracker, like expected? Uh, oh. uh, I forget what the exact stat is that they have, but they have for every position, like what what pitches would be expected to be a ball or what would be expected to be a strike based on the, the whole sample size, based on every pitch they've ever tracked or whatever. And mm-hmm. for some reason, when catchers were hitting, they found that they had a, a, a there was a significant difference in what was called and what wasn't. More balls and fewer called strikes. Right. Interesting. And then there was another one about, uh, it was also catcher related. Anyway, it was just, uh, it's like three deep dives on uh, huge statistical analysis about uh various baseball shit now that baseball's coming back soon so i wasn't wasn't sure whether that was the kind of website that you were into but um i listened to a podcast called um uh effectively wild and it's by the fangraphs people and they often just like go over all this shit on the podcast so check that one out make that the official podcast recommendation you heard it here, folks. It's called Effectively Wild. It's a Fangraphs pod pod show. Pod pod show. <laughs> Alright, is that it? That was the whole mailbag? That's the whole mailbag. Ugh, but, right. I mean, you know. It's really a bummer. Just, we got more stuff to talk about. I, mean, I got a new pen pal. Oh, who's your pen pal? Uh, I, uh... I joined, uh... The Letter Writers Alliance. Okay, because you would like pens and paper. That's right. And I needed something to do with them because I don't have to write anything in my life. Okay. So they matched me up with a new pen pal. His name's Brian. Where is Brian? He's a baseball fan and he lives in Las Vegas. Oh, nice. Well, that's cool. Are you going to like meet up with Brian or are you going to keep it strictly written? I think we'll, we'll start with the letters. Okay. But it did get me thinking about baseball season. Well, it's almost and how here. being a baseball fan could be real exciting if you weren't a fan of the A's. Yeah. Season starts tomorrow, and I'm already bummed out. I mean... Well, look, they, so they've had three pitchers that have to have Tommy John surgery, like, that just <laughs> that just happened in the last few weeks. So three pitchers taking a year off? That's right. Is what you're saying? Yet another year off for these guys. <clears throat> uh, and you posted something recently about the A's, right? Uh, did, did you post it or did you just fucking send it to me in Google? Uh, I don't know. I post stuff all the time about the A's. What, was it about all their Tommy Johns? No, it was about how it's not 
fun to have a rivalry with the A's because people feel sorry for them. <laughs> yeah, no, I just sent that to you. I was listening okay. to, in fact, I was listening to Effectively Wild and they were talking to a Mariners beat writer and they were like, so who's the, who's the Mariners rival anyway? Like all up there secluded in the Northwest. And this lady started by saying, well, it always feels bad to like root against the A's because they're usually not, things usually aren't going so well for them and they don't have any money. So it's usually not them. And I was just like, that's what you want. That's As an organization, that's what you want to hear from the the other teams in your division. That they pity you and could never take you seriously as a rival. <clears throat> and it's true. It's all true. Um, well, that's cool. So you got a pen pal. That's neat. Yeah. You know, I had a dream. <laughs> Another one of my dreams that I remembered last week, that I was on TV advertising for my new app, which was called Selfie Pal. And y- you communicated, like a pen pal relationship, it would just match you up randomly with somebody, but you'd communicate only through selfies that you took. And I proclaimed at the end of the ad that I got the inspiration for this when A-Rod stole my magic eggs. <laughs> I remember this conversation. <laughs> it was too early in the morning. <laughs> well, you do crazy. You answer messages that I'll send you, and it'll be like six a.m. your time. Yeah. So if wild. I if I hear something, I got weird OCD. I can't be like, I'll answer that later when I'm more awake. Oh, I for sure keep my shit on silent. I do not want to hear anything at that hour because you I'll know, do dog, the same. I hear my phone vibrate. This is what you're not understanding. I don't have it vibrate. My shit is always on silent. Yeah. Because I, I would do the uh, same thing. If it was 6 o'clock, I'd be like, well, I better see what it is. Yeah. Uh, we should have had a robot read this uh, dialogue back and forth between us. Oh, the, hang- the Hangouts conversation we had about A-Rod and his propensity to steal eggs. Yeah. yeah. Here's what you wrote to me. Had another weird dream last night. I was in a commercial for a new app that I apparently created called Selfie Pal, which matched you up with a stranger who would be just like a pen pal, except you would be communicating only through selfies. The really good part is where I looked into the camera and told the viewing audience at home, I got the inspiration for this one. A-Rod stole my magic eggs. <laughs> That's the end of the dream, by the way, too. I just woke up right after that. You sent me that at 5.58 a.m., and I responded, he's always stealing eggs. Yeah. He probably didn't even notice they were magic. Yeah. Anyway, you can't trust them around your eggs. That's basically where we got with that. Yeah, we went too far. We too went far th- on poor A-Rod. A long way down that road. Yeah. Ooh, dreams. Yeah. And you know what? And then in real life, you went and you got a pen pal, so that you're welcome. Oh, yeah, I applied for that pen pal like two weeks ago. Yeah, still, you're welcome. All right. Thank also, you. Also, that, okay, so that's like the, be- the Beavis and Butthead thing. You applied to be a pen pal, and then later, without knowing anything about that, I dreamed about pen pals, sort of. Yep, we are sharing a brain. It's pretty interesting. All right, hey, I got a music project. <laughs> you proposed something crazy to me. Uh, we would only do it in a crazy way. There's only two ways to do things, the regular way and the crazy nerd way, and we don't do things the regular way here. That's not how no. it's done. Um, last time I tried to get you... Uh, I don't know what I was trying for. It's trying to get you to acknowledge the value of David Bowie. And the need for him in our society, maybe? Sure, yes. Um, I, what I did was I just blasted a bunch of clips at you for like two hours. Yeah, you sent me a, like a fucking forty-minute clip a compilation of David Bowie music, and I just played it and went, eh. Yeah, 
And I decided that maybe wasn't the best way to do it, either for the, the uh, listeners at home, or for you, or for David Bowie. Yeah. Because... He dead. He's he's dead. And he dead. Um, I decided this time what I was going to do, in the spirit of March Madness, which is almost over, so it's well-timed, <laughs> Yep, would be to present you with a, a tournament format for the next artist that, I, that I'm sh- shooting to get you to, again, acknowledge as art. Let's say that's the goal. Uh, and that's Led Zeppelin. And so I came up with 32 Led Zeppelin tracks, and I seeded them and put them in a tournament, in a bracket. And you cleaned it up and made it look prettier. Um, and thought we'd introduce it this week so that uh, people are aware of the project, get a lot of groundswell, you know, some momentum, the grassroots level. And uh, then you could go ahead and listen to the first round, all 32 songs. And by the next time we have one of these mailbag pods, you could tell me who advanced and give us your uh, very interesting musings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I love about this premise is that maybe the problem is <laughs> I, a 37-year-old American man who sure. listens to guitar music, just hadn't heard these songs. It's possible. This is uh, this is a possibility. Well, how many of those David Bowie songs had you heard? Uh, roughly one half. Okay, so there was some stuff in there that you hadn't. Yeah, and there's definitely there's definitely stuff on this list. Well, no one recognizes the names of Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> that is the great joy of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> but there's definitely stuff on this list that means nothing to me. Yeah, if you just looked at it, it would mostly mean nothing. You'd go, "Well, I know that's one of the songs. I don't know which one that is." What would you say the average runtime of the 32 songs on this mm. list is? Five minutes? Yeah, they, yes. They're, they get after it a little bit. I mean, it, you started off with Stairway to Heaven, which of course is a... a about, jaunty, about seven and a half minutes, right? <laughs> I was going to say a jaunty eight-minute romp. Old, old Stairway? About yeah. seven and a half? Yeah, there are a lot uh, of them that, that, that get up there. Yeah. For sure. So, uh, you, you did drop this project on my lap, and... Yeah. Uh, I agreed to it because, uh, frankly, this podcast needs content and structure. <laughs> yes, it does. Yep. I mean, it just does. It just straight up does. So, uh, a couple of things. For people who want to play along, I don't know how you do that. There's no such thing as a bracket of which song am I going to pick. Yeah. I don't know how you make this judgment. Yeah, who, what, however, what will Judah pick, everybody? <laughs> however... On the Brother Date website, I did link. If you click on the link that says Zep, it's right next to the one that says Landrew. Right. It will take you to this spreadsheet, which is not editable. Um, but if you want to fill out your own bracket, if you just click File and then make a copy, you'll get a version that you can edit. Yeah, and if we, you I don't wanna... know how you could how we could assign points or whatever. You would probably have to send your entire bracket in by the next time we do this, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're only going to present yours one round at a time. I'm going to do one round at a time. But, you know, maybe they don't have to play to win. Maybe they can just do their own bracket and have That's their own too. opinions about the Led Zeppelin if they want. De- definitely. So one thing that I that I did want to ask as I st- have started to look at this, mm. and by the way, more evidence that I'm taking this seriously 
not just that I linked this spreadsheet up to the website and I made it look like a bracket. That's what I was uh, doing. Is I did I did buy about sixty dollars worth of Led Zeppelin albums last night. So <laughs> so you can listen to them proper on your various because uh, I'm not devices. a thief is yeah. basically what it is. Like if we're just gonna play a clip of Rockwell, I'll go to YouTube because fine. Yeah. But uh, if I'm gonna listen to these, you know, whichever one wins this, I'm probably gonna listen to a minimum of four times. Mm-hmm. So pro- no, minimum of five times. So. Eh. May as well get them on all your devices and make it easy. And plus, I don't want to get burned by YouTube where I'm in here like, man, I hate that part in uh, Dancing Days when they stop and everybody just claps and then the guy can't play the guitar and you're like, oh, you listen to one of those, uh, you listen to Jimmy Page Shreds instead, like you done fucked it up on YouTube. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? The reason I formatted it this way was so that you would take it seriously. So yeah. that's good. That means it's well, working. You did. You had to listen it's... comparatively to like one versus the other, which sort of necessarily means picking out what you liked better about one versus another. That's so, right. Um, so that's good. That means it's off to a good start. So we will do any dang project. Um, there are 32 songs. So in two weeks, we'll do the round of 32. Yeah. I have listened to the first four matches, the first eight songs. Okay. Uh, since we started this project so i'm a quarter of the way through this round which i think is fine because i also have to watch five hours of goddamn (laughs) star trek by next week that's why i brought it up to you i was like look uh is this something that you would really want to do because you know it's extra homework because we already got enough on the star trek side this is extra homework for you but i figure you've got some uh some listening time right you listen to music yeah. yeah i can make this happen yeah so I've got notes. I'm not keeping my notes on the spreadsheet. So even if you go now, you're not going to see who I picked in the first uh, four matches. I will update those live as we go through the uh, round of 32. And, and I guess um, at the end of this, we'll know what the best Led Zeppelin song is and also whether I even like it. Yeah, if it's possible. You, I mean, if you really hate Led Zeppelin, like a lot, you could get all the way to the end and go, yep, still hate them all. They didn't like a single one. I, I mean, I don't think that's that's probably not what it's going to be, right? But probably what it's going to be is you gave me 32 songs and I liked five of them mm. or something. Right. You know, that some amount. Be. And then I'll be like, yeah, I was right about this. I um, I see. Well, ha- you know what? I'm always in such a music rut. I would take an artist with five likable songs. <laughs> I, guess that's I would true. like to add five <laughs> likable songs to my to my fucking collection at this yeah. point. I add like one, two at a time as I go through. I'm just like, well, here's a song I don't hate. I'll just add it. Uh, but you know Ben likes uh, classic rock. He probably could get into this project. And uh, you know, Ben I don't know. has it's got the time for these projects because he gets his Star Trek ones in before we do. And uh, maybe maybe Ryan. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't really seem like a Led Zeppelin guy. But uh, the point of this is that I'm not a Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. guy. So why not? Soon we'll all be Led Zeppelin guys. So uh, I didn't like them either. I, I'll, here's how I always thought about them growing up. I thought of them as Bus Driver Otto's favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that didn't that wasn't like selling them to me. But my wife has always liked them, and so I was sort of gradually introduced, and then eventually I just went, you know what, I need music. I'll just listen to this whole fucking box set of Led Zeppelin albums. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. there's some things in here I like. And you know that uh, Katie also is a fan of Led Zeppelin, so I don't know. I'm sure she'll appreciate this project, if nothing else. Well, then she should fill out a fucking bracket. She should. I'll let her know about this bracket idea. 
And uh, I made all like the one and two seeds, all of the really super overplayed on the radio songs. Yeah, the so ones Stairway to Heaven, Dancing Days, Whole Lot of Love, Dazed and Confused, Immigrant Song, Heartbreaker, Cashmere, and uh, Black Dog. Those are the ones and twos. Yeah, and then the rest of them I just seeded, however. And then I made it so that um, no song can meet another song on the same album until at least round three. Just to keep so you the, put some thought into this. Just to keep the variety going, you know. And I, I guess as we go through this project, you will also be able to, uh, you'll also be able to tell me uh, if I'm bad and wrong about these things because yeah. I'm sure you have opinions on all of these matchups. I do, I do indeed. Maybe I'll In fill fact, mine out. Have you filled out a bracket? I have not, but I can do it easily because I already know how I feel about most of these songs. So. Um, I so, assumed as much. So that's the new that's the new project. That's uh, yeah. we've got another one kicking around. I thought of one that I wanted to do, which we can talk about off air, but that it seems like it would. The instructions are too vague, and we'd need to workshop it, or else yeah. we could get lost in some kind of music hellmouth. Anyway, I have already threatened to make you do this in in six months with uh, the mountain goats. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. I don't know any Mountain Goat songs except for a few that I might recognize that I've heard you play. But There are many bands that I could put together a top 32 for that you probably would be like, what? So I said in the beginning we only do this in the super nerdy way, which is to do it like this. And I thought about a 64 song bracket, and I figured that was really pushing. That's pushing it. Yeah, That's well, you, lift, it. you limited it to these early albums, right? Yeah, everything after present. So like Into the Outdoor and um, Coda, I don't believe they are represented so i've got 74 songs here and i think i think that some of them some of those 74 are like extra versions because on one of these i had to buy the deluxe edition instead of the Mm -hmm. remastered edition so it's got like rough mixes with vocals yeah on disc two that's good so you got so you got all of the the seven how many records was it Seven. Seven, Seven. records. Yeah. Houses of the Holy, Led Zeppelin, two, Led three, Zeppelin 2, 3, 4, yeah. Physical Graffiti, and Presence. Okay. All right. Yeah. I figured uh, the later ones, they're different anyway, the late, the last few albums, and they're different, and, and it's like a separate. It's almost like a separate. But you can explore them if you like. If you get real into Led Zeppelin, you can go listen. Yeah. I wonder if that'll happen. We'll find out in, uh, let's see, every two weeks is one round. What are the five rounds? We'll find out in ten weeks. Yep, <laughs> just a, just about the same time we get to week thirty six of Star Trek. Uh, oh, maybe you can extend it then. Maybe we just do one matchup every every uh, every episode. Uh, it still wouldn't take us all the way through this. It probably wouldn't even take us all the way through TOS. All right. Well, then we'll need to figure. That out project some, is insane. We'll need to figure out some more structure for this for this series. Then uh, this anyway, series. turnabout's fair play. I might make you do the magnetic fields instead. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I already know some of those songs. You do, but you I, know a bunch of them from 69 Love Songs. I probably don't know 32 Magnetic Field songs would be my guess. Well, you know all 69 Love Songs. I don't. I don't know them all. Okay. <laughs> I know whichever ones have popped up and that I remember. Yeah, just real quick, just let me see how many uh, Mountain Goat songs I have. 367. Okay. So You'd have a lot of work to do then. You'd have I would have a lot of work down. putting this thing together. Yeah. Yeah, at least Led Zeppelin had the decency to like have a member die and stop making music. Yeah, I could probably do it by eras, though. 
like probably half of the bracket could be uh, from the boombox era and half could be post boombox. That doesn't mean anything. Is that like speaker box and love below? Is that... uh, no, Is but that for most judge... of his early songs, he recorded using the condenser mic on a boombox. You don't judge every band by the eras before 2003 and after 2003 because of speaker box love below. Cause maybe you should. Yeah, I mean, we could do the bet top eight from speaker box box versus the top eight from love below. We know how that would go though. Be love below. Love Speaker below. box is good. It's but... a really good record. It can only be judged against other hip hop records. I mean, what's not... a what's a medium good song on the love below spread? It's gonna how be dare you? On Sp- there are no medium good box. songs. <laughs> spread is an amazing song. Uh, Behold a lady. I love that song. Okay. Sophistifunks, Aristocats, <laughs> Distinguished Dogs, Clean Up Your Act. <laughs> Why did he say that? Why? Why did he say that though? Does he exist? Yeah, it's like that Key and Peele skit where he's they meet up at a coffee shop, and Andre is still a weird, weird elven Andre, and uh, Big Boy is just trying to get on with his life. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. Oh, it's a pretty good one. They've met. They meet up randomly many years after they've stopped working together, and. You can see why they don't work together anymore. I, look, we've talked about this mil- a million times. Once that record was made, there was no way they were ever getting back together. Yeah, they couldn't do another Miss Jackson after that. It just wouldn't make sense. One person was making the best hip-hop record in the game, and the other person was um, doing experimental art or whatever. Yep. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt, you up on uh, all of the world's scandals? Specifically this Australian ball tampering scandal? No. Wait, hold on. They are they having a deflate gate? I mean, kind of. Oh, so boy. Australia was touring South Africa and it was the uh on the third day of the third test match. Oh, we're talking crickets? That's correct. We are talking about cricket. Should I have led with that? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> we figured we all figured it out when by the terminology. Uh the camera caught one of their bowlers, Cameron Bancroft. Uh Doing something to the ball and then stuffing something in his pocket and then later, like, down his underpants. Oh, boy. That's and how Kwang Su does it when he doesn't want someone to see what he's got. He sticks that is correct. Yeah. That is the thing. And uh, anyway, it turned out it was sandpaper. And oh. he was doing straight up ball tampering. We've seen that in the Major League Baseball a million times. Yeah. What's the uh, average penalty when someone mm. tampers with a baseball? Boy, people don't get caught for that so much anymore. But even when they do. Uh, ejection from the game. Okay. And probably, like, miss, they call it five to ten games, but it's usually, since it's a pitcher, it's it's less than that. Okay. It's like two to three appearances is what it usually works out to. So not a 12-month ban and no. never being considered again for a leadership position in Australian cricket? Because Wait. you have... What's a leadership position? Like a captain or a co-captain of the team. It means more in cricket than it does in other sports it must be if it is like a prescribed punishment that you cannot be considered for that anymore anyway because in baseball it's just whoever they fuck it like no oh and also getting kicked out of the indian premier uh league oh jeez. yeah yeah no anyway they brought the game into disrepute is uh what what's going on here yeah in baseball they just they go hey you we saw you they'd be like "Ah, everybody tries to get ahead yeah you're pretty sly and we admire the effort 
That is true. It's true. We that, are all cheaters. It's true that you climbed through the ducts and, and fucking dropped down into the umpire's office so you could retrieve that bat. And we admire that. So we're only going to we're gonna give you a slap on the wrist. Baseball is yep. a cheater's game. I guess cricket is not. Anyway, this happened about four days ago, uh, and it's blown up big. Turned the cricket world upside down. That's right. Yeah, there are certain sports, where I guess, where um, the integrity of the, the competition is much more important. I don't think American sports are like that. It seems like not so much, right? I think people try to act like that sometimes, like the the Hall of Fame voters will be like, I'm a gatekeeper for the history of the game, and I, I won't let any cheaters in. And it's like, dude, just take a look around. Like, There's like four-fifths cheaters in Hall of Fame. It's too late. It's a sport with a history of cheating. Like, no one cares. I mean, it just is. It's a cheater's game. And it's the same with the other sports, too. There's a there's an aspect of professional wrestling to all American sports. Like, try to tell me boxing has ever been on the level. Uh, I think everybody knows it has not. It has not. But I guess cricket is... Uh... <clears throat> I mean, if the most common scenario in a boxing movie or TV show is someone tries to get you to throw the match, there's a reason for it. Yeah, that, that's true. That is boxing plot one. Oh, it's the it's the main and in some cases you, only plot. Of you boxing. want me to take a fall? Yes. Yeah, that is all the boxing. Someone is. Someone owes money to the mob, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna make it all up on this fight. But you got to take the fall. We're talking from on the waterfront all the way through Raging Bull and. Uh... And I, I, by the way, I know that's not what I taught you when I was teaching orphans to box so that they'd have <laughs> discipline and self-esteem. Right. But you got to do this for me. Yeah. I just, I'm in, I'm in too deep. I feel like if anybody was caught cheating in any way in, in American sports, then ain't nobody gonna, nobody really cares. It ain't going to turn well, the sport upside down. I mean, I'm, Deflategate was like a big deal, but it's mainly because people really hate the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they want to stick it to them. Also, everyone's like, I don't know, does it do anything? Yeah. And then someone's like, shit, I don't know, maybe yeah, give it, it, might, it might could do something. Everybody got a chance to be some kind of amateur scientist. Yep. And talk about, well, you know, when it gets cold, uh, the air, air pressure goes down in the ball anyway, so uh, I think it was just cold. I mean, does anybody, like, really 100% believe that corking your bat does anything? I don't know what to think. I guess theoretically it it, it well it's a sacrifice, right? It's a pro, it's a pros and cons thing. Pro, your bat speed is is better. Uh, con, yeah. you're swinging less weight. Yeah, but I think <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think sometimes people think the cork does something cuz it's springy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's horseshit. <laughs> yeah, underneath that's all straight the up horseshit. <laughs> yeah. You know what else you could fill that bat with? Nothing. That's right. That'd be a good way to do it. They need to put something in there so the bat just doesn't cave in and be destroyed. Yeah. So they try to do something lighter than wood, but it's like, yeah, it ain't it ain't making the bat bouncier. No, it ain't a rubber Definitely bat. Definitely not. That's horseshit. But again, it does lead to those beautiful scenarios where Albert Bell has corked his bat, and they have to replace his bat. Uh, do you know anything about this? Um... We're almost done here, but since we do the haps, you know anything about this uh, South Korean singer who just died? Uh, he was from a group that I believe I had literally never heard of. Okay. Something called 100%, which oh, sounds I'm, like an extremely K-pop name. I'm looking at this guy's picture, and I'm like, maybe I've seen that guy on five variety shows, yeah, yeah, but also maybe not. I've never heard of that group, um, but 
people seemed very sad. It was what, 33, and he, what, did he die of a heart attack? I mean, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Let um, me check the talk page and see if anybody thinks. I had heard of that, yeah. Just another yeah. young, dead K-star. I've got I've got haps to talk about if you I mean if you're oh you have haps if you're vamping are there haps yeah well okay so remember we talked about how uh, June left secret and was suing the company because they yeah. hadn't paid her and all that stuff so Hyosung is also suing the company and she claims she hasn't been paid since 2015 Ooh. which is a really long time ago it's a long time to not get paid because she's been appearing on stuff she's been showing up on. As like hosting variety shows, and she had solo records in 2015 and 2016. And it's like, if they really have not paid her since 2015, like that company has been pulling a fast one. And I guess in Korea, um, maybe you're still really afraid to like take your company to court because after all, you're just a woman, right? <laughs> Do you think? Because I'm trying to think, what would make me wait so long before I really? But yeah, because made a if stink. you get a reputation as somebody who doesn't play ball, then uh, even if you get out of this contract, who's going to want you? Who's yeah, exactly. You're damaged goods. Besides, at that point. now you're 26 or whatever, and you know, you're not getting any younger. And you're hovering up near 50 kilograms. That's right. You yeah. don't want to get caught on a bad day. We saw 51. when you were on Real Men, the variety show about joining the army. Real Men, um, female edition or whatever, and they made they made you do your. They took your height and weight, and it said forty nine point eight on the kilogram, and everyone just looked at you like you fat bitch, you fat piece of shit. What the fuck is this? Wait, you don't you don't need to diet anymore for the Korean public? The K nets were so mad. The netizens, so mad. So yeah, get your shit together. How dare you be five foot six and one hundred and ten pounds? Yeah, stop suing your company and get back on the treadmill. And also, time machine because you're too old. Anyway, Korea's bad. Yeah, that's about that's that's basically what we're getting. But in an entertaining way. Uh, Twice is coming back yet again. Another comeback. Yeah, coming back in April. I think April ninth. I want to say. Okay, is is Wendy one of the members of Twice? No, no. You Shit. had a good you had a good chance because there's so many members of Twice. You might Twice have just guessed like one. Nine members? Yeah. You could okay. have guessed one just sort of randomly, Damn but it. no, Wendy is in Red Velvet. Well, Wendy's red, one of them Red Velvet. And Red Velvet in April is coming to Chicago for a fan meet and I don't know, I might just hop on a plane. Yeah, it's coming up real soon. You got to got to get tickets to that event. I might just hop on a plane. Is it, is it a ticketed event? There are enough k-pop fans in chicago that it would have to be right probably come on imagine a picture of me with like you said wendy or um or joy or irene oh shit those are all also in red velvet yeah they got i the, was gonna guess joy next they like the um i guess they like the western names but then they also have sulgi and um and yeri yeah you can't guess them they're not they're all in the red velvet also in red velvet huh yeah uh, apparently, uh, Twice's new song is going to be called What is Love, and I'm kind of hoping it's a Hathaway cover. Oh, I would like that very much. <laughs> would be pretty good. I'll just give all them royalties right to Hathaway. <laughs> That's right. Just like how Taylor Swift had to cut Right Said Fred in on her <laughs> song. So embarrassing. So embarrassing to, like, reluctantly have to pay Right Said Fred. Right Said Fred. <laughs> Not even like it was your intention to just be like, yeah, all right. 
Like it sucked. I dick ripped that, off rights at Fred. It sucked dick that Dire Straits had to pay Sting. Had to give Sting a writing credit for because when he sings I want my MTV at the beginning of Money for Nothing, it's kind of like the melody he sings in Don't Stand So Close to Me. Ugh, so aggravating. But I think that was Sting's manager. I don't think Sting was like, money, please. No, we already know he uses it as wallpaper in his fucking hideout. That's right. We've seen that. Where he hides from the ladies who want him so bad. That's right. From all the ladies who are constantly... Sending PIs after him. Sending private detectives to hunt down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. But to be like, oh, you know what? The rhythm of how you say those words in that song is too much like I'm too sexy, so... I mean, and it is? Like, when you hear it, I mean, you go, it is. oh, yeah, no, that's true. Go, that oh, is yeah, like that's that. exactly... That's the exact meter that they sing that but song I've... in. And also, since neither one of them has any melody... <laughs> yes, that's the I problem. Guess, I guess that's all there is. Because <laughs> it makes me uneasy that you can just... That, like, a, a rhythm can be, like, copyrighted like that. That you could just say things with a certain cadence and be like, oh, that's right, said Fred. But, I mean, dang, if you're not going to put a tune in there, it's like you're kind of just asking for it. Well, that that finding against Pharrell for Blurred Lines, I thought was somewhat bullshit. Yeah, I did too. It are they biting his similar? shit? Yes, they are yeah, biting his they're shit. They're biting his shit. Is yeah. it very similar to that specific song? No, not really. No, it's just a very similar feel. Yeah, it's like, got the same groove, but come on. Yeah, like songs in the same genre is what it's like. Yeah, the I, the whole time, it's like an easy target because ain't nobody gonna stand up for Alan Thicke's kid, for sure. You know what I mean? They're just gonna be like, "Yeah, fuck that guy, let's get him." Uh, but yeah, I also agree. At the time, I was like, well, "I mean, yeah, I mean, I hear Marvin Gaye in there, I guess, but seems like this could have a chilling effect on music." Yeah. That's also, right. there there's a song in today's Who Charted on the charts today that is basically Motown Philly. Yeah, and, the Bruno Mars one. Yes, this Bruno Mars song that is 100% New Jack Swing. Yeah. How, how he gets away with that. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. If if just the rhythm is enough to... Just, What's the name of that damn song? The Bruno Mars one? Uh, also, do you know his name is Peter Gene Hernandez? Uh, I thought he was some kind of Filipino, so the Hernandez part kind of checks out. Yeah, he's a bunch of stuff, but no. Filipino's definitely one of them. Um... Uh, hold on, I'm googling Bruno Mars' New Jack Swing. Finesse. Finesse, 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 finesse. Yeah, Marjan really likes it, probably because she misses Belle de Vaux, but... But well, yeah, I mean, like, if if that's enough for to, sure. If that right said Fred shit and that that uh, Blurred Lines shit makes you have to pay up, it, it then yeah, you do have to go, well, shit. This is the East Coast family. Well, I mean, this thing has... Ten writers credited? Why do you need ten writers to write a song that's already been written? This is a this is an East Coast family song. Like, why, why do you need ten writers to make up a new New Jack Swing song? You take the New Jack Swing beat, and you just put anything you want over it. Why do you need ten, uh, produ- ten uh, fucking composers? And apparently the credited co-writers are just the people who, like, sing and perform on the song. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice but- of him, then. These names don't seem like the names of real people. Tell me, tell me when you think I, this one is a real person or something I just straight made up. Bruno Mars. Yeah. Okay, I know him. Okay, it's not his name, but that's fine. Yep. Philip Lawrence. That sounds that like a real, real name. Yeah. Christopher Brody Brown. That sounds fake. <laughs> it does sound fake, but apparently that's a person. Okay. James Fauntleroy. That sounds fake too. Yeah. 
Jonathan Yip. Okay. That could be a person. Yeah. Ray Romulus. Okay, that's not real. That's not real Come at on all. Now. Ray Romulus ain't your name, buddy. Jeremy Reeves and Ray McCullough II. Those just sound like free safeties or something. And for me, straight up, I was like, are those the real names of Bell Biv DeVoe when I saw that? Because <laughs> yeah. that's the only thing that makes like, sense Like, I don't see Michael Bivens in here. Is he in? Like, what are the names of the guys in New Edition? Yeah. Because... That's what I'm saying. Like, if all you're going to do is bite someone's fucking ass, I don't know why you need so many fucking composers. But if it's just the people who are, like, performing, then that's very nice of him to give them some. Yeah, it's good for him to give them a credit. So, he doesn't need any money. He probably doesn't. Uh, Bruno Mars ain't shit to me until his leather pants split open and his dick springs out like it's under pressure. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah! And you know what? That applies to everyone. Until he pulls a Lenny Kravitz, he ain't shit to me. That's right. It applies to everyone in the game. You ain't shit until your pants split and your dick flops out. That's His it. dick shoots out so fast that it is curved as it comes out. Like, <laughs> it, lo- it looks like a snake uncoiling as it fucking pops out of there. It's a, it's a great gif. His dick did not want to be in his pants. I think I remember when that happened. I think I remember seeing that. But I've, you know what? I'm, I've never been curious enough to go back and look again. Because like, oh, I've like, seen dicks. But, it, but maybe you're right. Maybe there's something... That's so explosive about this stick that I should look again. It's just it's just how much it didn't want to be in those pants. And I my was distracted and I typed explosive dick into Google, so let me oh, try that's again. a mistake. That's a again. big mistake. <laughs> you said that was the K man, Lenny Kravitz? Yeah, this is old Len. Old Len Kravitz. Uh Dick. Let's go with that. That'll work. <laughs> Let's just go with that. I mean you'll want a looping gif. I think that's what you're looking for here. Alright, yeah, let me go to my images. I do remember when this happened, but I. <laughs> it does. It just make... fucking dumps out of there. <laughs> it makes it look like his dick was what pierced the pants. It does. It makes it look like it cut its hole open. Like his flaccid dick just shot through somehow. <laughs> and he's making a interesting facial expression when he does it too. So yeah, all... he didn't know that was the moment. He didn't know to make a cool face because <laughs> this was going to be the moment that Lenny Kravitz was permanently captured for posterity. Ah, it's good stuff. Anyway, until that happens, I don't care about Bruno Mars. Yeah, that's right. I don't care that he's like five foot two or whatever. That means nothing to me. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, speaking of Irene and Red Velvet, it, it, uh, it's Irene Day today. Oh, does that mean it's her birthday? It's yeah, it's Irene's birthday, and she's twenty. No oh, shit, it's over now. Twenty twenty six oh, or twenty seven? I don't know. One of those. I think twenty six. Let's see. God, you might be Let's see if it lists her. So it's Irene Day. She apparently has a Wikipedia page. Born March 29th, 1991. She's 27, man. She should really retire. Yeah. She's getting old. Old in the tooth. Television host? What TV did she host? Uh, I don't... Can they really count, like, if she's hosting one of the music shows for a week? Like, oh, I'm hosting... Oh. Uh, apparently it was for a year, though. From May 2015 to June 2016, Irene hosted the music show Music Bank with actor Park Bogum. Yeah, all they do is introduce acts. So it's like, um... Did we ever have music shows? It'd be like if you hosted Top of the Pops, I guess. But not forever, yeah. just for a season or whatever. American Bandstand. Alright, I guess it counts. I'll count it. Uh, uh, and then there was a lot of, like, um... Uh, what if I hosted Yo! MTV Raps? I wish you had. What's the haps on a crap? Can we bring it back? Is it still going? Can we bring it back and have you as the host? Oh, it'd be great. 
and then make a contest and see if anybody can guess why you're the host. They exactly. They would play uh, the kind of lethargic, mumbly trap music that's super popular right now. Mumble rap, end, mumble, mumble they'd core. They'd come back to me and I'd say, I have no idea what that man just said. <laughs> There's a lot of mumblecore going on these days. Look, all that matters to me in rap anyway is the backtrack, right? That is true. All that matters is the track. If the tracks fly, then the whole th- it's all good. But if if it's garbage and you're mumbling over it, then I, I can't have any patience for it. It's all. I mean, it just has such low... It's very low energy. Yeah. Is the thing. It's like, I was going to make a record, but then I kind of didn't feel like it. But, like, I was You're, already in the studio, so we just... Just tell me how you're... This time you're giving me the whole enchilada. That's right. Rapping harder. Went back to the drawing board. Got you a sharper sword. Jumped on the right horse. Good lord. Can you... Can you... We Can we play some? <laughs> Is it possible to play some? Yeah, I can play some of that track. Because uh, I miss my, it. Katie and I went to a restaurant in Carmel last month, mm-hmm. and uh, she did put on Petey Pablo because she just wanted to listen to Freak a Leak. Yeah. Which is not a bad choice. Speaking of mumbling, poof. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. But he with high energy, though. It's high energy. <laughs> yes, it's high. It's true that his uh, his apathy is uh, is high energy. High energy apathy. He's got, uh, he has a problem with diction. He's not mumbling. Well, he's he well, he'll trail off. He'll get halfway through a sentence and he'll decide the rest of the sentence isn't that important. Birdman. Yeah, Birdman and helicopter. Now, by the way, man. here's a long intro that I find delightful every time. You did it. There's a lot of Birdman. Birdman is very important. At this point, Katie said, when's Petey Pablo going to rap? That's exactly what I was just thinking. I don't care about Birdman or Helicopter Man or anything. (laughs) It is inconceivable. Oh, North Carolina. That's where he's from. Finally, we find it out. That's Wait, wait, did you say Carolina? Oh, but that time it was bitch, it wasn't bitch. Incorrect. Come on, 
Paul Verban's in the song. Wow. He fucking pimps a soundtrack song right there. Holler if you heard that song I did on Magnolia. <laughs> At least we finally figured out where he's from. Now if we could only figure out where Trip from Enterprise is from, we'll like we'll find right. all the mysteries. What his favorite food is. Um, all right, look, the point it, of that so it is song. the most lazy is for sure when he says just like baseball bit I'm on deck. No, <laughs> Say the whole word. Say all of bitch. This is not that key and peel sketch. That's right. You were so close. Because you say it later. You say bitch later and it comes out all the way. And it's like, that's oh, right. that's The whole word. word comes out. I know that word. But yeah, earlier in the song, he can't quite. He chokes on it. He can't for quite sure. get there. Uh, yeah, and the point of that P.D. Pablo song was to say, look out for Twice's comeback in April. That's right. That's the end of the haps. And that's the end of the show, because we did enough. Yeah, and we've given you guys big homework with this Led Zeppelin project. Yeah, so do that. Go to the website, brotherdate.com, check out Zepp, and make your own bracket, and then send it to us, because I want to know all of your thoughts about right. the Led Zeppelin. Matt, Matt's going to have to be the one who figures out how to assign points, because I don't care about brackets. Okay. How am I doing in my bracket, by the way? I thought you were, I thought you were winning, but I stopped checking day one because the team I picked to go to the final, of course, lost in the first round. But that was before everybody's picks all lost it's it was one of those clusterfuck tournaments check my bracket so i i I really have not been paying a lot of attention okay my bracket not a good bracket (laughs) right let's see um i'm doing i'm I'm in last 2.2 million you are 87th percentile i'm 87th percentile your team is still alive the one that you picked to win it all but marjan's doing a lot better huh but she does she can't get any more points all of her teams are now eliminated. Oh, but I can still get points because I have Nova and you, they're still in it. Yeah, you've got Nova, so you have the best, I think, the best shot of pulling this thing out. If they win another game, you go ahead. Ah, <clears> interesting. <throat> yep. Is it really, like, the Final Four is worth that many points? Yeah, well, each round is worth more. And then, I guess uh, that makes sense. You're only 60 But there are behind. fewer games. I'm only 60. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's if Villanova wins, you, you win. Um... But yeah, I picked Arizona and they lost on the first night. I picked Arizona to go to the final. And I was like, oh, all right, I don't need to I don't need to check this thing anymore. I mean, you did the best in the round of sixty four. Yeah. Of any of us. Yeah. I mean, but this is one of those this was the crazy tournament. I mean, Virginia lost in round one. They were the number one overall seed. Kinda like I get the feeling Led Zeppelin's number one overall seed lost in the first round. So do you consider their number one uh <laughs> seed to be stairway to heaven? I just I I assume that over the years that has picked up the most momentum and is the most popular yeah. in the category. Here's a freebie to anyone playing their brackets. I do fucking hate that song. <laughs> so it reflects the craziness in the real March Madness tournament this year. The number one overall seed, it sounds like, went down. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We will see. So, yeah, because it is possible that I have nothing good to say about the number eight seed it went up against. Yeah. Uh, nobody's fault but mine. Apparently that song's called. Yes. 
that one, I believe they actually say that over and over again. So that's yeah, I think they say ones. that one a lot. But uh, frankly, it was only the fifth time that I understood that they were saying. The title, so <laughs> you having trouble with the uh, Robert Plant? I really am having quite a bit of trouble. Well, again, and you can thank him for all of the great metal that came later, where everyone is trying to imitate him and do his stupid high pitched thing. Yeah, that's what Dana Snyder's doing when he's deep within the womb of time. Yeah, exactly correct. Uh, this is the part where you say how many bells you are. All right, so go to the website, do the Led Zeppelin thing. Please send us mail. I mean, goodness. Yeah, because we're, we're going to have stuff to talk about next week with the Star Trek. And, I mean, frankly, we'll have stuff to talk about. We always have stuff to talk about. but uh, In the next one, because we'll have to talk about 16 Led Zeppelin matchups. Yeah, we'll at least have to get the winners. Yep. But send us mail, because it's embarrassing that all the mail in our mailbag was from me. Yeah. I mean, I'm embarrassed. <clears throat> so you can send it to at uh, brotherdate that's uh, on the twitters and uh you can do the itunes if you want that's also a website uh, google's a website you can google us uh, that's it all right bye everybody bye bye do it Oh, I thought he was just going to jump right in. It should have, really should have started. We've this had enough British intro. Mess. Please subscribe.